This is Relentless Ambition, episode number four. Our journey consists of never quitting and always improving. As we continue to learn and grow, there is nowhere else to go but up. We know our dreams are scary because they are based on our potential, and our potential is limitless. This relentless ambition burns deep within us and defines who we are and our choices. It's less about successes and failures, and more about the innate passion to continuously test ourselves. Welcome to Relentless Ambition, a podcast dedicated to those who are always trying to improve and are never satisfied. I am your host, Mike Gorius. Now let's get 1% better. I'm going to show you how great I am. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of the Relentless Ambition podcast. I am your host, Mike Gorius, and this is going to be a solo episode, meaning there is no guest. I will recap the first three episodes and really dive into the main messages from the guests I spoke with. This episode will end with me turning what we've heard and what we've learned into actionable next steps about how you can improve and accomplish your goals. So episode one was with Kevin Hart. He's a real estate agent and investor from Louisville, Kentucky. Episode two was with Houston Deck. He's a former strength and conditioning coach for the U.S. Olympic ski team and is now the strength coach for the Barca Residency Academy. For those of you who do not know, the Barca Residency Academy is located just outside of Phoenix, Arizona, and yes, it is owned by the one and only FC Barcelona. To give you a little context, it costs $70,000 a year to send your child there, and under the About Us tab on the Barca Academy website, one of the first statements says that this academy's aim is to take the club style of play to the world, giving any boy or girl who identifies with our values and who wants to learn to play like Barca the opportunity to become a Barca player. So yeah, a pretty big deal. Episode three was with my good buddy who is in the Naval Special Forces pipeline. And if you've listened to that episode, you know that his identity is classified. If you've not listened to any of those episodes yet, you can find them on any and all podcast platforms. So make sure to download them, give them a listen. Also, if you have not followed the show yet, please do and make sure to give an honest rating or review. If you do give it five stars, it will really help the show to be reached by more and more people. All right, without further ado, let's dive into these three episodes. Now, you know the core purpose of this podcast is stated as, quote, a relentless determination in the pursuit of achievement, end quote. All three of these guests exemplify this core purpose in their businesses, jobs, and daily lives. And after reflecting on these three episodes, there are a couple things that stuck out to me that all three of these guests have in common. They all spoke about the power of relationships and mindset and how vital they are to their success. Kevin was quick to say that his early on and continued success was due to networking and surrounding himself with like-minded people and people that have already accomplished what he wants to do. I'm sure everyone listening has heard the saying, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with most. Kevin now owns multiple successful real estate businesses, which proves that is true. He's also a great guy and someone that I look up to. So if you want to check him out and learn more about what he is working on, you can follow him on Instagram at Kevin Hart underscore REI. From episode two, Houston Deck, he shares an awesome story with the need to share success with people. He told us about how he was working as a strength and conditioning coach for the U.S. Olympic ski team and how he loved the work and everything that came with it. The only issue was that this was during the height of COVID. He shared the hard times about getting to travel to the best mountains and ski slopes in the world but then being required by quarantine regulations to spend most of his day in his hotel room when he wasn't training as athletes. This is a perfect example of how success means nothing when you can't share it with the ones you love and other like-minded individuals. I'm obviously not taking away from Houston's success by any means. I'm in fact acknowledging what he has said 
and that it must have been really hard to do what you love for a few hours a day and then be quarantined in isolation for a majority of the day after that. As I said, he now has an awesome career in life at the Barso Academy where he gets to celebrate his wins regularly with his fellow staff, players, and loved ones. You can connect with Houston on Instagram, at Houston Deck. In episode three, we heard from my buddy in the Naval Special Forces pipeline. He shared multiple examples of times he wanted to quit. In fact, he said that at one point he thought about it every day, if not multiple times a day. It was because of the guys on his left and on his right that he pushed through. You can go back to listen to episode three and hear him say that a BUDS instructor asked him if he wanted to quit, and at one point he answered, yeah, you know what, I fucking do. The instructor responded, well, go quit then. Before he had time to think, his buddy was by his side, ensuring him that he was not alone in this and he would not allow him to quit. It was a great quote from his friend, actually. He told him, you know what, man, this sucks right now. It's going to suck for a little bit longer, or even a lot longer, but eventually, the suck will end. Hearing him say that stuck with me for sure, because you can use that mindset in any aspect of life, whether it be your job, family, marriage, school, sports, or hobbies, or even if you want to go for buds one day yourself. Today, this hour, right now, yes, it may suck, but if you have the determination to push through, it eventually will end. The key to this quote, though, is that you, yes, you listening to this right now, you have to have the mindset to remember this and bury it deep down in your heart. Wear it like another layer of skin. Make it a part of who you are. If you don't quit, you can't lose. It's pretty wild to hear that 300 plus guys walked into buds on day one and a little over 20 did not ring that bell. They finished alongside my friend. Whether they consciously thought about it or not, they understood that the suffering would end and they'd be better men once they finished. The next major aspect of this episode that I want to dive into is when my buddy talked about figuring out the why behind your goals. He said he heard a lot of guys in his buds class talk a big game about how this has been their lifelong dream, or they wanted to get out there and kill people, or some other BS, and they all ended up washing out. He had his why, and the 20 other plus guys that made it through had their reasons why they signed up, and they thought about those every day. That mindset, plus their teammates supporting them, is what kept them on track to accomplish their goal. He later shared a cool story about when he was a trainer at a CrossFit gym and a woman came in asking to sign up for personal training with him. Keep in mind this is a big way that gyms make profits and so does he actually. He asked her why she wanted to do personal training and her response was that she wanted to lose weight to look good. He basically told her that was bullshit and that he wouldn't train her unless she came back with a real reason. She went out and sat in her car for a while, a little defeated, and when she walked back in he was pleasantly surprised to see her. She opened up and told him that her husband had cheated on her with a beautiful and skinny woman and that really hurt her. She wanted to lose weight, not to get her husband back, but because she knew that her weight had caused her personality to change over time as well, and she overall just didn't feel good. She wanted to lose weight to gain confidence and get out there and live a happier and better life and straight up just move on. She's still a member at the gym, she looks great now, and him helping her understand that true reason was a big factor why. That is what she thinks about now when she wants to quit and that is what helps her to push through. Not her husband or the other woman or wanting to lose weight just because. So let's do a quick recap. Other people and your reason why will lead you to success. If you have lofty goals and you can't do it alone, that's okay. No one can. One or two key supportive people or a community if you're fortunate enough to find one and your true, honest-to-God reason why will help you reach your goals. You especially can't BS yourself on your reason why, so think long and hard about that before getting started. For the remainder of this episode, we're going to create some actionable next steps that you can implement today in order to start making progress towards accomplishing your goals. I recommend grabbing a pen to write these down and take notes. 
if you're driving or working out or unable to write them down, then keep listening and I'll make sure to put the steps in the order at the end of the episode so you can find them easily again later. Step one, your reason why. Referencing episode three, why do you want to do blank? Maybe your goal is to lose weight. Maybe it's to gain muscle. Maybe it's to learn a new skill or quit your job or mend a relationship with a family member or become super rich. Why though? Why do you want to gain muscle? The common answer we hear from guys is that they want to look good and get chicks. If we take a second to dive deep into that, we can find out more. The key in this exercise is to ask yourself follow-up questions. So, as an example, someone wants to gain muscle. Why? Because they want women to like them. Why do they want women to like them? Because they don't pay attention to them now or see them in a romantic way. But why do they need women to like them? Because it makes them feel shitty when they laugh at how fat or skinny they are. They see them with other guys who are fit and they're happy. That's all they know. And now we're actually getting somewhere. They want to be happy. Now, are these men not happy because they don't have any muscle or are they not happy because they want what others have and things that they don't have? Well, what do these fit men have that they don't besides muscles? Is it a girlfriend? Is it someone to make them laugh and share experiences with? Why can't they find that now with the body they have? The answer most likely leads to confidence. So similar to the story my buddy told, they want to gain muscle to be more confident. Confidence will lead to happiness. Numerous studies confirm that higher self-confidence and self-esteem predict a higher level of happiness. A 2014 paper found a statistically significant relationship between university students' self-esteem scores and their happiness scores. We now have our answer for this example. They want to gain muscle because they are not confident and they hate that about themselves. They want to gain muscle to gain confidence, which will then lead to an overall happier life. If they continue to think about this reason why, when they're working out, when they're gaining muscle, losing fat, whatever it might be, that is what's going to push them forward. Not the women, not whatever else it might be. It's the fact that they want to be happy and more confident in their daily lives. You can do this exercise with any major goal in life. I say major because I don't want any listeners to go crazy with this. If your goal is to start a garden in your backyard or save up for a new computer, then don't waste your time with this exercise. Just get up and do it. Put your head down and go to work. A lot of listeners for this podcast have the goal to be wealthy. When you ask people why they want to be wealthy, most of the time you'll hear them say they want to have a lot of money because they want a nice car, a big house, or cool gadgets. If you listen intently to the last exercise about gaining muscle, you'll understand that if you hear someone give these answers about why they want to be wealthy, it's more than likely because they're lacking confidence. Maybe not a ton, but some. They think that being wealthy will allow them to buy a Lamborghini and this car will fill some void in their life. The Lamborghini won't help and the void will still be there. I did this exercise with myself and had a lot of the same answers initially. I remember telling myself I want to be wealthy because I thought I wanted a sports car and multiple houses and to eat fancy dinners seven nights a week and so on and so forth. But once I did this exercise, I learned that I actually don't want to be wealthy. I mean, trust me, it would be nice and don't get me wrong, it's still a goal of mine. But my true, honest-to-God reason, no BS, why behind everything, is that I want to be financially free. And why do I want to be financially free going one level deeper? It's that I want to spend more time with my wife and family. So, as you can see, your goals may change or just change in order of importance. Mine did, and it's okay, just to give you a heads up there. But I still have the goal to be wealthy, even though my overall goal is to spend time with my wife and friends. I can do that now with the job I have as long as I make it a priority in my life. So it's up to me and what to do next on how I'm going to ensure that I'm spending time with them while going after my other goals. 
Step two, other people. Referencing episode one with Kevin Hart, he mentioned that networking is what helped excel his real estate investing career. This leads to growing your network and finding others that will hold you accountable. It's difficult to accomplish major goals alone, as mentioned in episode three. So after you've determined your why, your next step is to find like-minded individuals that will support you and encourage you to not quit when you're feeling like you are about to give up. You can share your why with them if you're comfortable, and they'll remind you during the hard times if you forget the reason you took that first step and started along this journey. Depending on the people already in your life, it may be easy or difficult to find these like-minded individuals. If your goal is to get fit and you have a family member or friend that's been begging you to go to the gym with them, then you're in luck. If you cannot think of anyone that is already doing what you want to do or has accomplished what you want to accomplish, then it may be more difficult at first. To use myself as an example, when I first started on this journey, I did not know anyone who was financially free or that invested in real estate. I had two options in front of me. Option one was to tell everyone I knew that these were my goals. I could bring it up in conversation. I could post on my social media, etc., etc. This can be scary because you don't want people to laugh at you or bring you down. I'm not saying this will happen, but when people are uncomfortable, their mind will be invaded with intrusive thoughts and they'll think the worst will happen. I remember this happening to me, so I decided to go with option two. I told no one except my wife about my goals and turned to online communities and forums. Real estate investing, as an example, has a fantastic online community known as Bigger Pockets. It was easy for me to create an account online and read and learn from others from the comfort of my own home, a coffee shop, wherever I was at. And for the longest time, I did not interact with any other members or post anything. I would read posts by other people. I would read books I saw that were being recommended and listen to podcasts that others were raving about. I gained knowledge and confidence by simply observing. The key to this step is that it gave me confidence to then put my goals out into the universe. After a few weeks of only learning and reading and perusing forums, I gained the confidence to tell a close friend of mine that I stumbled upon real estate investing and found it super interesting. I asked him if he knew anything about it and what his thoughts were. I had a pretty good idea of what his response would be before he even said it. He said he knew nothing about real estate investing and that he wouldn't recommend it, but he can see why it was interesting to learn about. This was a confidence boost because he didn't put me down. I said the same thing to another friend who had something similar to say, but ended it with saying that real estate's an awful investment and I'd be an idiot to start doing it in this market. This was disheartening, but I didn't let it stop me. I took a step back and remembered that this friend owns zero real estate, and even though I was hoping he'd encourage me, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to him for advice in the future. I'm sure he had my best interests in mind, but regardless, message received. I can go to friend one to talk about this stuff and he'll listen, but friend two may not be my best bet in the future. Regardless, my tribe has grown by one. It has now doubled from only me to me and friend one. Even if friend one has no interest in real estate, I know I can go to him with exciting info that I've learned and he'd be happy to listen. I practiced this plan for weeks, carefully deciding who I would casually bring up real estate investing to and taking note of who was nice about it and who wasn't. My tribe was growing larger and larger by the week. I was learning from these forums, books, and with that, my confidence grew. Whenever I came across a negative thing about real estate investing or if I was overwhelmed and confused, I would think back to the why I am doing this. I want to be financially free and spend more time with my wife. After saying that out loud a few times, that's all I need to hear. My ambition would quickly come back and I'd be back on track again. The third and final step I will outline in this episode is to take your first major step, the leap of faith. I know major is a relative term, so I'll let you decide what that means to you. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, and after determining my why and telling others about my interests, I was ready to take step number three. 
I began to reach out to small-time investors on BiggerPockets, other forums, and social media. It's important to choose people who are only one to two levels ahead of you because they're more likely to agree to speak with you and flat out help you. It wasn't long ago that they were in your shoes and they remember how that feels, so they're more likely to say yes. I messaged about 20 people and of those 20, only four responded. Of those four, only two said they had enough time to meet for a virtual coffee or take my phone call. Those calls or virtual coffees were the highlights of my week. I was nervous to reach out to them because if you remember, I wasn't super confident and was afraid they would be mean or laugh at me. Remember those intrusive thoughts. They're all made up in your head. I learned that in regards to the 16 other people that never responded. In fact, nothing bad happened. It was a great learning experience actually. So what? You're nervous to reach out to someone. I learned the worst thing that can happen is they don't respond or they say no. It was an awesome feeling and my confidence grew immensely after that. I began reaching out to more and more people just to talk and now having more conversations with small-time investors once every one to two weeks. I'm growing my network and building my tribe and now have people that I can share articles with and ask questions to if I'm confused or curious about something. In about six weeks time, I went from knowing zero people who've invested in real estate to over 10. Some of them are even financially free. None of them were in my city, but still, it was a start. To top it all off, remember when I said I was telling friends and family that I was starting to learn about real estate investing? Around this time, I received an out of the blue text from a friend in town who said he had learned that one of his coworkers owns five properties. He mentioned my name to him, and the guy said he'd be happy to sit down and meet with me and network. My friend sent me his coworker's cell phone number, and I reached out. Again, what's the worst that could happen? He could not respond or say no like the 20 other people I messaged online. I knew this wouldn't happen because it was a warm intro, but regardless, I had the confidence to do it knowing that the only bad things that actually could happen have already happened to me. I've experienced them, and they no longer frighten me. This was exciting because the small little things that I was doing every day were starting to build up and grow into helping me accomplish my goal. I started out just by reading things online, eventually telling my network, to eventually my network actually bringing accomplished real estate investors to me, folks that I could meet up with, network with, and learn from. These are three solid steps if you're early on in your goal. To recap, step one is to define your why. Step two was to find other people with similar interests to grow your network. Step three is to take a leap of faith and go for it. I'm constantly asking myself now, what's the worst that could happen? Maybe I'll make a mistake or fail, but who cares and so what? I'm learning and that's the best part. I'm improving every day and I've never felt better because of it. I've had people who don't invest in real estate say shit about me making mistakes, but it doesn't matter, doesn't bother me because I know they're not in my real estate investing network. And for the very, very small number of people that would crack jokes or try to put me down, it wouldn't matter either way because they know nothing about real estate investing, so why listen to them? Their opinion literally doesn't matter. I actually know more than them now due to my learning and networking. And contrary to popular belief, people with similar interests as you, they won't put you down for trying to learn. There definitely are some assholes out there, but they're the outliers, and if you come across those people, then just do everything you can to distance yourself from them and you'll surround yourself with the good people. So, this may not be new info for some of you, but for others it'll be something you've never done before. Regardless, you're not going to accomplish your goal tomorrow. It takes months or years of hard work to get where you want to be. If it is only taking you a few days or weeks to accomplish your goals, it's time to set some newer goals or just more challenging ones in general. Take it one step at a time and work towards your goals every day. Whether it's something as small as reading a one five-minute article on real estate most days and then having an exciting face-to-face -face coffee with someone who owns 20-plus homes, or if it's fitness and you can't go to the gym one day, then take the stairs when you get to work. 
If you work in a large building, get off two to three floors below your office and walk the remainder of the stairs. If you do a lot of little things for a long time, you will eventually reach your goal. You will have to reach your goal because you won't be able to quit after having a phenomenal reason not to, aka your reason why, and a tribe of people to support you. That's going to be it for this episode of Relentless Ambition. I really hope you're able to put these three steps into action and that you enjoyed the episode. Remember, there will always be a million reasons to not do something, so remember your why and push past that BS. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so through Instagram at rei.mikeg. Thank you for listening. It means a lot. Please take the time to follow and rate this podcast when you can, and I'll talk to you next week.